1: Hello, episode 26, Biscuits, a hockey podcast. I'm Dave, doing a quick intro. Say hi to Sean. Hey, everyone. Draft lottery. Sean is an X-man because he can see the future. He told us less than a week ago that the magic of Taylor Hall would result in the Devils getting the first pick in the lottery. They would win the lottery. They won the lottery. So, Sean... Uh, I don't understand why if you have these um Charles Xavier like powers to see the future why you would not at least like tell me to go make a bet in Vegas about how the Devils are going to win the draft lottery. Yeah, I probably should have done it. That would seem that would seem
0: irresponsible. But yeah, I I guess I guess we should we should lead off with an apology to to all our readers and listeners who listened on Friday and had the draft lottery spoiled for them because yeah, we told them that that's, that's, that not only would sorry. the Devils win the lottery but that the Avalanche would drop all the way down to fourth spot. <laughs> and sure enough, I, that man, that was painful to watch on Saturday. Did you watch it live? Mm-hmm. I felt really bad. Like there was that moment where it like, because, because of the way the lottery works, where, where basically it's just bill daily flipping over cards and you know, which logo you're supposed to see. And if you don't see that logo, it means that's one of the teams that's moved up. And because the three teams that won, we're all so far down the order that by the time he flipped over New Jersey, we knew which three teams had won. And like, he still had to flip the Canucks and the Avalanche. And yeah. like, you had to watch like sad Joe Sackick and sad Trevor Linden just had to sit there with a camera like three, three feet from their face as, as they watch Bill Daly just ruin whatever hope was left in their season.
1: Uh, I also feel bad. I feel bad from the standpoint of it's not like Colorado tanked and then they lost right. the top spot and you're and you're like ha 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 that's what you get for tanking. No, they they just genuinely sucked. They were just a sucky team for six months and they and they got as screwed as they put. Like they lost they lost the the draft lottery as bad as they lost every game this season. Right. Like that it, it's almost it's almost
0: fitting. It's the worst case scenario. Like this is exactly oh. what I spent all of last year assuming was going to happen to the Maple Leafs. Because the the Maple Leafs finally finished dead last. It's the first year of this new system. It's a draft that at the time we were told had three franchise players. I'm like, well, of course, the Leafs are going to lose the lottery three straight <laughs> times and pick fourth in a year with, with three franchise players. And, and it didn't happen. And it, it ends up happening to the Avalanche in a far weaker draft. I mean, this is a draft that might have zero franchise players. It certainly doesn't have four. So they I, I don't know, whoever is the GM there by the time it's, it's time to start fixing this, this, this provided very little help. And same, same for the Canucks who, uh, you know, who kind of didn't tank the season, but maybe in the second half sort of did. And their fans were very happy that they, they plummeted all the way down. And, um, yeah, yeah. this was, this was, uh, and, and now it's got, and now it's got everybody upset. Like I'm seeing all these takes from people who are, who want to change the lottery system now, because of how these
1: results. But to but to what? Like what? Like what? How else can they pop? This is exactly what you would want, right? You because if 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 you want a draft lottery, you want there to be randomness. You yeah. don't want there to be the incentive. So this actually is the way you want it to go. If you want the lottery, right? You would think Th- this drives me <laughs> crazy because it, this is the most NHL
0: reaction to a. A problem if it is a problem and i don't like i don't love the draft lottery i think there's better ways to do this other than ping pong balls like i've for years i've been pushing the gold plan which is the idea that you have th- that you base the 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 draft order on how many points a team gets after they're eliminated from the playoffs which yeah. which i love as an idea because it gives it gives the advantage to the bad teams and yet it it. Forces them to actually win their way to a pick, and it it avoids the situation of fans cheering against their own team. Or, I mean, there's nothing worse than being a hockey fan when your team is out of the playoffs, and you're hoping that they're going to lose, and you're mad when they win. Like the the Winnipeg Jets finished the season with seven straight wins, and their fans were furious. Because wait, did I
1: ever did I did I ever tell you my plan my my, my draft lottery I, plan? Let's hear it. Okay, so. At the end of the regular season, they have the standings, and they go from 1 to 30, best team is first, worst team is 30th. What you do is is you invert the standings, and you let the team that finished 30th pick first, 29th pick second, 28th, and so on and so forth. This way, the team that finished the worst gets the first pick. How do you feel about that? It's radical. It's crazy, I know. It's never been tried.
0: <laughs> other than the other, draft lottery. Other it's, than for the many, many years, uh, but until the Ottawa Senators came along and, and ruined it.
1: Uh, think, think about how think about how corny this year is. It's where it's so so the Coyotes tank essentially. They do like this weird secret like you know off the books tank, and they still end up. I think they they're going to pick seventh. I want to say instead of fourth or, or seventh instead of third. You have the Colorado Avalanche who just genuinely sucked. They 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 weren't trying to gain the system. They just they just sucked. And how about Vegas? Yeah, you're, you're coming in. You're coming in, and you're like, man, we're going to be bad for a long time. But at least we're going to pick. Wait, what's that? We're going to pick 6th in in this draft. We're not going to pick top 3? That's that seems unfair. It's so dumb. I, I, and it's all because of just like the NHL overreacts to every dumb thing that that's like once in a blue moon, right. like a team tanking for McDavid, and, a team tanking for Eichel. Yeah, but and, they don't but they don't they don't fix the other stuff. That that's a that's a problem for like decades. Well, it just makes no and, sense. And
0: that's the thing. That's why when I say that this is the most NHL reaction, like the, you can't have been okay with The current draft lottery on Friday, but then think it's bad on Sunday because of how the results came out. Because you knew this was a possibility. This was built into the system, but it's such an NHL thing to have a system or a rule or whatever it is in place, to have everybody know that a certain scenario is going to happen at some point, to not change or modify or improve anything right up until that scenario does happen and then say, okay, now we have to fix it after, after the bad thing has already happened. Like I, we all knew it, you know, it's like a couple of years ago, right? When people were upset, when the Oilers won the McDavid lottery and, and there were GMs who apparently were like, we need to change the rules so that teams can't win multiple times within a certain window. And it's like, guys, right. you knew the Oilers could win this lottery. You could have changed this in advance, but you didn't, and now you're going to go. It's it's like the the skate and the crease rule all those years ago. We all knew at some point this was going to decide a crucial game. We left it in place for years. It ends up deciding the Stanley Cup, and then it gets changed. Then same with the offside thing now, right? Like this, we're all waiting for an off a, a terrible offside review to determine an overtime goal or a Stanley, you know, a, a playoff series. We know it's going to happen and we're not changing it. We're not doing anything because we're just going to wait until it happens. And then everyone's going to go, oh my God, we need to like, you, you can see it coming now. Why don't you change it now in advance rather than waiting for the thing that is going to happen to happen? I mean, we all have that, those little lottery simulator websites that go around. You can go, you click the button three times. (laughs) Sometimes you get weird results. We knew we knew this was a possibility, and now people are like, oh, the Flyers jumped too far. We need to change the system. Dude, the Flyers, the team, a team like the Flyers was going to make a jump eventually, and statistically speaking, probably relatively early on in this system. If, if you didn't mind that when it was a possibility, you can't be
1: upset about it now that it's actually happened. See, there, there's an obvious hole in your logic. And it's hard for you to see it because you're a logical person. This idea that it was right there in front of the NHL's face to see, the the NHL can't see two feet in front of its own face ever for anything. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a rule change, whether it's um, a lockout, you know, it's all it's always like, man, this kind of caught us by surprise why Why would this catch you by like like the offside reviews too where I mean I get it I understand people hate watching those replays where you you know is the guy skate touching is it in the air you know where's the puck and I get it but you like you had to understand that the offside reviews weren't going to catch the Matt Duchesne thing 11 times they were going to yeah. catch little tiny tiny ones as well so I, I'm again I'm always going to be on the side of the offside review because I'd rather have A dozen, you know, bullshit review type things where you can't tell one way or the other and maybe they uphold it, maybe they overturn it. If it prevents that one Matt Duchesne goal from happening, like it's I'm I know I'm in the minority on that. I know everybody always hates it. People take to Twitter all the time after an offside review. I mean, first of all, I'd, I'd like them to just get it right. It feels like with the offside reviews where you're just like, oh, that's offside, and they come back and you're like, no, no, it wasn't offside. That bothers me. Not the offside review itself. Well, like the one in the Sunday night game between the Ducks and the Oilers. Where, yeah, it's it's the same thing with goaltender interference, too, where... I mean, sometimes it's like a situation like Corey Crawford gets bumped outside the crease, and there's different rules for being outside the crease. But then there's the one where like Freddie Anderson like grabs Nicholas Backstrom around the leg and falls down, and that, that that's goaltender interference. Yeah. I just want them to get the call right. So when it comes to the draft, just uh, again, the best way to solve this, Sean, is just, is just do what the NFL does. You come in thirty first, you're picking first. It's not it's not that complicated. But then do, don't
0: you get more of what we saw with the Sabers a couple years ago, where they're
1: just blatantly. Tanky, yeah, it's great. It's it's awesome, is it? I love it, yeah, I love it. Fans, again, people are gonna are gonna are gonna wash this away over history. The Sabres were cheering when the Arizona Coyotes beat them in overtime right. at Buffalo. Sabres fans stood up and cheered the goal as if it was Brian Gianta, one timing a puck past Mike Smith. It was beautiful, and again, the problem with hockey is there's really only so many ways to get your team to become an elite team. And history shows that you have to have a top three pick essentially on your team to be a Stanley Cup winner. And you, you continuously finish between seventeenth and twenty fourth, you're just gonna live there forever. Yeah. So if tanking is a viable way to to, to to win, you should be able to do it and you should be able to finish thirtieth or thirty first and pick first. Yeah, am d I am team I'm team tank and I'm team dive. Dive all you want during games and tank tank your season. I'm I'm the exact opposite. I'm I would like to see the NHL come up with a system where teams
0: don't get rewarded for tanking i i don't blame teams that do it i mean i have no problem with what the sabers did because they're playing to the rules that the league has has put in front of them but i i wish we came up with a better system because i i worry that uh you know i i don't think having a lottery does very much to prevent tanking but uh, you know the next time there's a connor mcdavid or an austin matthews if if there's no lottery at all i mean i i think it just it could it could get really ridiculous with teams gunning But like for that think about Co-
1: but the, but think, think about Colorado this year where they they genuinely and honestly yeah. sucked. They were they were they were pure suckage. They they didn't they didn't embellish the suck at all. Right. And now they pick fourth. Like okay. That's just but, but like, here's like, like that like that 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 could happen year after year for teams it that could, don't tank. You but know here's I mean? here's the thing. I mean, why
0: why reward them sucking if they're that bad in 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 a league where we've never seen parity like this before? If a team finishes 20 points out, I mean, that's just sheer incompetence on a level that should be virtually impossible. Is that, do we really want to reward that and say, here you go. Here's the very best player. We're going to put, we're going to put the very best player entering our league on a team that is so incompetently run right now that it's probably years away from any kind of relevance. Does that really make sense? I mean, I know 30 or 40 years ago, there were these huge gaps in what teams could spend. There were these huge... I mean, there were literally some teams that were run like professional businesses and some teams that were just some guy uh, making random decisions. Yeah, maybe there you really had to make sure because you know the New Jersey Devils or the Pittsburgh Penguins were going to not exist anymore if we didn't get a good player to them. I don't feel like that's the case anymore. I think maybe bigger picture we need to move away from rewarding failure whether it's intentional or not uh and and you know maybe maybe understand that yeah, we put some of the onus on these teams to get better on their own and not just sit around and wait for draft handouts wow yeah, i got I very
1: mean- republican there towards the end i was of just going to say I was going to say, what was it like to sneak into our country and vote for Donald Trump? Oh that must have been great. Yeah, I didn't think that was so, going to go in that direction. Sneak over to the border state, that's Wisconsin, apparently, and 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 vote for Trump. But again, it, I, I I understand the premise. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps, Sean, over here. But it, how do you how do you do it without a top three pick? I mean, you look you look down at the rosters of teams that are that become very good. It's always the same thing. It's it's mm-hmm. Crosby, it's Malkin, it's Stahl. It's it's all those guys that become cornerstone players and you don't get those like yeah you can you can maybe grab a sean monahan with the whatever he was the seventh pick i mean you can find those guys but it's it's a coin flip when you do that and and, And i I just and my my argument would be
0: i mean you're right in in this league you need those star young players but why punish a team like carolina to, to just kind of pick a team at random that that is bad but not terrible and every year you know, never seems to tank and always seems to put the best team they can on the ice, but it's never a very good team. And they're stuck in that horrible middle ground of picking seventh through 10th every year. You know, why are we rewarding the avalanche for being terrible and consigning the, the team like the hurricanes to never going anywhere because unless they blow it up and just say, okay, we're going to punt on a season and intentionally lose as much as we can. Like, I, I don't, I don't like that, that I mean, system. I'd rather have something like today where at least, you know, if you're, I mean, the the stars aren't really a great example because they're already a good team, but a team like New Jersey that didn't bottom out can still at least have a shot at, at getting one of those players.
1: I, I feel like that if you have made Cam Ward your goalie for the past six years, you should not be rewarded for anything either. That's just my I might my have to on. I might have to concede that argument. That's... <laughs> Let me ask you this, though. How do you think the NHL rigged it so Philly would get a top 2 pick? Like what do you think they did behind the scenes to make sure that a team that's on NBC 26 times a year got better right away? You know what? I'm I'm th- this was the real tragedy of the Connor McDavid
0: lottery. Like it it wasn't that it wasn't that Connor McDavid got sentenced to spending the most of his his adult life in Edmonton. It wasn't that <laughs> the most marketable player to come into the league in in 30 years got stuck in one of its least marketable markets it was that people like me who love conspiracy theories just had it ruined for the lottery because there's like once the edmonton oilers won the draft lottery there was no way that there like you can't claim that anybody was rigging the lottery when you got that result and then the year the, the next year i mean if you were going to rig the t- 2016 lottery you
1: put austin matthews in arizona uh and no no you don't you rig it for toronto come on you don't rig it to put a guy in arizona well, when they're going to quebec in two years come on come on maybe maybe you rig it for toronto too. <laughs> Toronto
0: arizona would be your be your options but you there's no way you put mcdavid in edmonton and that just kind of like all right now i guess i guess the I, either that or this being the nhl like they tried to rig it and just screwed it up somehow like somebody put in extra ball yeah something like that i i could see that i could see that happening
1: but uh, but i'll tell you right now if i was going to rig a draft lottery in 2017 i would totally do what the nhl did in 2015 which was give it to edmonton so that's like your cover story it's like come on guys if we're going to rig lotteries why would we do this in 2015 and you're like yeah i guess it's a perfect cover. It's a per, and a and also plan. too the Devils, the, like the Devils feels kind of rigged too because the Devils are always that team that feels like they're on the verge of financial collapse and they have, boy, let me tell you, buddy, as as a guy that gets to watch this team a lot in my area, oh, are they bad? They are so devoid of talent that it's a, it's only a matter of time before fans start bailing and becoming Ranger fans. Like they're a bad team, so now it's like, hey, you get Nolan Patrick or Nico <laughs> Harvey's. However you say that other guy's, other guy's name. That's the thing too is like, I, I love like, like in football, like I can sit here and talk to you about Mitch Trubisky. I can talk to you at the NBA about like guys coming out of college, you know, like, like Lonzo Ball. I know dick all about guys coming into the NHL. Like these 18 year old kids that play in like friggin' the middle of nowhere, Canada. Like, oh man, you gotta see like, I sure Nolan Patrick might be awesome. I have no idea. Yeah. It's a bit well. Yeah. It's,
0: it's not, it's not like the NFL, but it is, it's still better than the NBA. Like I'm not an NBA fan, but I will watch the NBA draft because I just – I enjoy drafts and it's like – I find every year at the NBA, it's like the first pick is some dominant franchise player. Second and third picks are very good players. Fourth pick is like some guy who just started playing basketball two years ago. (laughs) Fifth guy is like some dude from like Argentina and he's never touched a basketball, but he's seven foot eight and so they're pretty sure they can (laughs) – and that, and you're just like, it, how is it? Wait a second. This sport is played all over the world. There's there's 64 plus teams that college teams that play in a big tournament every year. How how did you only
1: produce three decent players? Whereas you're you're, you're forgetting you're forgetting the Spurs will find like some yes. some dude who plays in Europe, with the 29th pick and some other guy who plays somewhere else, with the 58th pick, and they'll both become Hall of Famers.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so so you've got that extra those extra couple, but yeah, I don't know. The NBA always always strikes me as weird but yeah you're right the nhl is kind of but now we've got now that we know the order we've got 2 months to look at all the prospects and by the time the draft rolls around we'll have very strong opinions on oh, yeah. on each of these guys oh, I'll or be maybe, not, maybe not maybe not this year because it's yeah can i can i just throw one more thing out there on the lottery cuz cuz I, like I feel like this i feel like this hasn't crazy. been mentioned but with the golden knights coming in where they were given they so they were given the odds the same odds as the third place team. And like you saw that, I think about a year ago when, when they announced the expansion, that was one of the first things they put in was that the golden Knights are going to have the same odds as the third place team. Uh, You look at the odds this year, like last year, the Leafs, I think were 18%, 18 point. No, the Leafs were 20%. Oilers, 13.5. Canucks, 11. Like it was all pretty evenly done this year colorado avalanche's odds in the lottery was 17.936 percent like can we just acknowledge that i'm pretty sure the nhl just decided the golden knights would get the third best odds but didn't actually run the numbers or think what that would mean or think that like wait a second we have to make extra room for a team and oh, right. and yeah. i feel like it was yeah. only at the end they're like oh wait a second <laughs> and they just wound up with these ridiculous like the New Jersey Devils, 8.517%. You didn't do that on purpose. Like, that's a classic, like, we thought we could just slip them in at 10% next to whoever came in fourth, and then it was like, oh, crap, no, that adds up to 110. That's not going to work. And they just had to... I
1: completely believe that. I believe that. Am, am I, that I, now that you say it like that, where, yeah. like, they like one day, like, Bill Daly was, like, going over the list and doing the math. He's like, hey, Gary, what's up, Billy? He calls him Billy. <laughs> hey, Gary. Hey, Gary, this... We got a problem here at the draft lottery. What is it, Billy? Uh all the teams that don't make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? It adds up to 119%. <laughs> Why? Well, we forgot we forgot about Vegas, so it's an extra team in there. And then like they spent the rest of the day like dividing it all up by like 17, they try to yeah. get to, or by 15, they try to get the number of the right. You
0: know one. like at first they were like just put more balls in the machine and they're like <laughs> one of the accountants had to come in like guys this is not
1: this is not working. This is oh, that doesn't matter. We'll just screw. Over I feel the like sack. that conversation it's... happened like two weeks ago, and that's it's so. So at least Vegas is on brand still. So Vegas has screwed up its name. Yep, it screwed up the unveiling of its name, and now it screwed up sending its GM to the draft lottery, and now it's yes. screwed up winning the actual draft lottery. I mean, I'll tell you right now, that franchise is set up for big things. Yeah, right away. No, it's nothing be, like it's having a heck of a club. There's no better
0: omen than making George McPhee sit in the press box in Washington. During the playoffs, like if that wasn't a big flashing warning sign that something terrible <laughs> was about
1: to happen to him uh, and the caps and the Caps, my God, the caps, let's, let's uh, Sean. I don't get it. Sean. I just, I, I mean, it, of, of all the ways the Capitals were going to lose this series. I did not think it would be Mark Andre Fleury becomes, becomes modern day Ken Dryden and Braden Holpe can't stop anything that's slightly above average in terms of danger. It's 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 infuriating to me. Like this is not the reason why the Caps should lose the series. And and it's tough. Now we're recording this
0: on (sighs) Monday. People are going to be hearing this on Tuesday. So Game Three has happened. So by the time you are hearing this, you know whether the Penguins are up three nothing and the series is over, or whether the Capitals gutted out a Game Three win and it's two to one and and they're still alive. But uh, those yeah those first two games. (sighs) I mean the the second game was just ugly because. You know, the first game was close, and then there's lots of talk of you know Alexander Ovechkin. oh, we can't go, we can't go down two nothing. Yeah, you can. Uh, and and it's turns just, out you can. Just one of those. That was a
1: an ugly game. What did you think of the pull? What did you think of Barry Trotz? Yeah, was this? stupid? It it, yeah. it didn't make any sense. Like I, like I, it makes sense from the standpoint of yeah, you want Braden Olpe to make a save for you, but. If you're down, say you're down four to one, like, all right, fine. You know, you want to maybe change the emotion and all that sort of, you know, uh, intangible junk. Fine, fine. I can, but you're down three to one. It's a two goal game. At the end of the day, no matter how good he's been for five periods, it's still Marc Andre Fleury down at that side of the ice. Like you can, you can get two goals in 20 minutes on Marc Andre Fleury, but it, it, it's not as though it's not as though the Caps were getting run over for 40 minutes. They were running over the Penguins for for 40 minutes, and they just couldn't score. And then every time the Penguins had a halfway decent chance, Braden Holpe let it in. So is Philip Grubauer going to come in cold and be better than Braden Holpe, as bad as Holpe was? Like I don't think so. It seemed like a real panic move by Barry Trotz that that was yeah. it reeked of desperation. And honestly, the way the way that they got, they, they they scored right away, so who knows if. Braden Holtby's in that for third period. Maybe, maybe it's a different outcome. I, I just, I didn't like it. Yeah. I, I understood it, but I didn't like it. Yeah, it seemed, it seemed a little much. And
0: yeah, I don't know. I, when I made my prediction for this series, I predicted Capitals in seven. And my, I, whenever I do predictions, I always throw in an oddly specific prediction. And my, my pick for this series was that the Caps are going to win in seven after overcoming a three-one series deficit. So if they won Game Three and it's two one, I'm I'm still on track for, for my prediction. And yeah. and like in theory, the fact that I predicted that, I should still feel okay about their chances. But I, it's it's tough. I think I know too many Capitals fans. Like they're they're done. They're they've tagged out on this team already.
1: And I don't blame them, man. Like like the the way the way they sounded after the game, like they just sound like resigned to. Like there, there really is something to like that that mental side of the game, where the second something goes wrong and things have gone wrong for you for like nine years straight, mm-hmm. you start to think like like because like th- there was nothing about that game until uh, Matt Cullen scored, where you thought there's no way the Caps are losing this; they're running this team over. Yeah, the first period like, they right, were amazing. Oh my god! And then Matt Niskanen scores the power play goal. You're like, here we go. Here comes the avalanche of of, of Washington goals. Nope. It's just the second. It's the second. And, like, to be fair, on the Kessel goal, ugh, like, Braden Holtby seems like he's there and it just kind of glances off him in the post and goes in. But that that third goal, that Jake Gensel scored the third goal, I mean, oh my God. It's just, I've never seen a. And, like, I don't know if you get the same camera angles up there in, in magical Canada, but down here in, in crappy America where we get Pierre Maguire and awful play by play, they show this, like, really good on ice view of, like, mostly what the shooter was looking at with brayden holpy and it looks like Braden holpy doesn't know where the net is like the whole glove side is wide open and on top of that when he drops down his glove like almost goes like down by where his leg pad is like it wasn't even a good shot that beat him and then you see that angle and you're just like i I don't know maybe brayden holpy just has a mental block when it comes to the second round maybe it's like it's like seeped into his brain and now he's just it's like it's like joining the borg in star trek eventually you will you will become (laughs) part of the collective and you will be a crappy choke I person know. i guess i it, don't know maybe i i
0: yeah i I tend not to put too much stock in that stuff but when you're talking goalies maybe yeah goalies are yeah goalies are where if if washington loses this series what do you do like if you're ted Leonsis or whoever like
1: oh what do you do like up. do you start firing people again do you blow it up again i mean they're screwed like it's like it's like it's like an Edmonton where for so many years things were so bad that eventually you have to like really do something yeah, insane but, to break things up and but they've won the president's I trophy 2 years
0: in a row like it's it's not that th- it, like I, I guess what i come back to is i look at that the 2010 year where they they had the great i think won the president's trophy like 120 points something like that and they run into the Montreal Canadiens and Jaroslav Halak just has one of those series where he just stands on his head and the canadians win in 7 games and the Capitals end up over the next year or so, like they fire Bruce Boudreaux, they switch their whole mindset. They, they stop attacking, they become a defensive team. They go to Dale Hunter and Adam Oates and all this weird stuff. Like, like it just, you look back and it feels like they just flushed away two or three years where they could have been Mm -hmm. a contender because they had some bad luck in the playoffs and overreacted to it. And I'm just You know, at the end of the day, like, the Capitals are a good team. The Penguins are a good team. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/achieve today. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. And you know, I mean, yeah, it, it sucks that it's. It, it seems like it might be the Penguins for the second straight year. There's and and I don't, maybe you can't sell patience to this fan base anymore but i there's a part of me that just feels
1: like blowing it up is the worst thing you can do right here but like when does it stop being luck when how many years in a row do you have to have this happen where it's it's just it's just the team where it's not luck i don't know i mean i don't it just it's, i mean if they're putting up 110
0: 115 points a year i don't i mean i the playoffs are different
1: but are they that different maybe maybe they are but uh it's like it's like a Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan thing back in the '90s, where like Charles Barkley was super awesome, but like he couldn't. and Patrick Ewing, like they just couldn't get past Michael Jordan until like Michael Jordan was like, "Hey, I'm going to go play baseball for a little while." Then it was like, "Oh, great!" So the Capitals just pretty much need Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin to go play baseball for a year, and then the Capitals will get past the second round and they'll win the Stanley that Cup. That sounds like a plan. Simple, simple, simple plan.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've I, I've I've got nothing for you, Caps fans. I. This is
1: It's 2-1 right now anyway. Let's be real. Probably while, is. while they're listening to this. Yeah, like the like Ovechkin had a hat trick. Yeah. Uh, Flurry got pulled Holpe 4 minutes in. Out. Yeah, Brayden Oh, Brandon, Hopey made Oh my god, that save on Crosby at, at the end of the first period he made. Oh my god, the breakaway. Oh. What a play. What I a what a job. I, I
0: didn't like it when Kuznetsov scored the uh the seventh goal and he and he did that little that that interpretive dance at center ice.
1: Yeah. That was, it was a little it was a little much. Yeah, I thought
0: that was too much.
1: No fun. Oh, it's... Oh, yeah. Well, let's do that real quick before Speaking we talk about dancing. any other series. Speaking of assholes, <laughs> what, is it, what is hockey like in your country? Tell me about the magical land of Canada when it comes to hockey. Because down here, Mike Milbury is like the fa- – like, people always compare Mike Milbury to Don Cherry. And I, I don't watch Don Cherry enough to understand if that that's like a correct parallel to draw. It feels like it's not. But like P.K. Subban – is bobbing his head on the ice during pregame warm ups, just just listening to the music, getting the blood flow going before game two, and it becomes this national like argument. Not even argument. It just becomes a thing Mike Milbury harps on for like a minute during the during the pregame thing before Nashville and St. Louis. And and yesterday was it yesterday at this point? Whatever day it was, before game two, Ottawa and the Rangers. The Rangers are like snapping the puck like it's a football yeah. between their legs, or they're and, like that. That that's fine somehow. And again, yeah. that's all fine. So like in Canada, like is, is there a fun police in Canada? Is yes. is it mounted? Is it royal? Like what? What's the fun police? Well, I mean, up for, here? first of all, like
0: the reason I I bring up Kuznetsov is because Don Cherry has spent the last week being mad at him uh, for for doing the little chicken dance the, celebration thing. The bird so thing. and I mean I I'd love to act as if we would never get worked up over PK Subban doing something harmless, but we we traded him mm. last summer. As you may have heard <laughs> We We collectively we all got decided together. that yeah he after you know he he gave 10 million uh, to a children's hospital but you know he kind of smiled a little bit too much during the ceremony and so we yeah got to get rid of him had to fire him off to to Nashville where he's probably going to go to the conference finals maybe go to the Stanley Cup final yeah. i don't I, maybe boy, win the cup. if you're like if you're Gary Bettman right now how hard are you praying for that Crosby versus either McDavid or Subban matchup like, all, all, all want- respect to the Senators or to the Blues mm. or whoever else, but how, how are you not begging for that matchup?
1: Are are you telling me you don't want a JG, Pajot, Ryan Kessler, Stanley Cup final? Ooh. Is that what you're telling be, me? A rematch. Ten years in the making. Yeah. Ducks and Senators. Let's see if the Ducks can score the Stanley Cup winning goal this year. boy. It, it it always it always feels like you're an Ottawa fan to me. Sometimes your 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 knowledge of of Ottawa hockey and in the, the history up there. See this. How long have you lived in Ottawa? Oh,
0: forever. How, I've I've been yeah. I've been here for a long time. But yeah, no. When it cut like it still bothers me to this day that the just as as a not even as a hockey fan in Ottawa, just as a hockey fan who enjoys making fun of miserable mistakes. Like it bothers me to this day that Chris Phillips scored the Stanley Cup winning goal into his own net on a wraparound. While the Anaheim Ducks were doing a line change, and like, <laughs> and it was forgotten. Like two months later, it was forgotten. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, oh is that how?" Oh, yeah, I don't remember. I remember Alfredson shooting the puck at that guy, but I don't, I don't remember that a team scored the Stanley Cup winning goal on a double spinorama wraparound into their own net.
1: Oh, speaking of shooting pucks at people, have you seen have you seen that new controversy down here as well with Ovechkin? Ovechkin apparently tried to assassinate Ron Hainsey with a wrist shot at the end of the game, well, game two. I mean, you know, honestly <sighs> if, if if it's desperate times and you're trying To take out a key piece of the Pittsburgh Penguins <laughs> Ron Hainsey is Going to be the guy that you're going to go after. I was actually, I was going to make a joke About that, but then I looked up his ice time for game two He played like 22 minutes, I thought he was going to be Like their sixth defenseman in, in the hierarchy But no, Ron Hainsey is now like the new Chris Letang Wow, okay, well good for him. <sighs> yeah, that was I just don't get it, man the hockey coverage is uh, – like, uh, hockey – I always come back to this. Like, like ho- hockey is such a fast-moving, complicated sport that I feel like a lot of people don't ever play. So they don't have the same sort of knowledge and understanding of it as they do of, like, baseball and football, which are, you know, slow-moving games that I think, like, pretty much all American kids play growing up, especially baseball. But to, to, to see that Ovechkin shot – to see where he kind of fumbles it on his blade, and 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 see that, and think that he's trying to hit Ron Hainsey in the head, tells me, and I hate to I hate to be the guy that's always in my mentions, but that's that's like something you say when you've never played the game. You 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 know how hard it is to hit a moving target from four feet out while you're fumbling the puck while you're trying to one time it. To, to think that's intentional is lunacy it 's insanity that you would even and like i don 't know how it happened in the interview process, but like if you 're talking to somebody like man you know that that play at the end of the game with you know hanesi you hope, hope he 's okay, and someone 's like yeah, I hope he 's okay because maybe that wasn 't an accident, like how do you not have nine more follow up questions about the player accusing passively that Ovechkin is like a Russian assassin yeah. who can who can murder guys with pucks like you need to follow up on that like it, it, the, the whole the, the whole the whole thing makes me so goddamn angry and, and It'll be forgotten by the time people listen to the podcast because Ovechkin will have scored four goals last night. Well, so, and,
0: and, but, two nights. but the beautiful thing about all that is, like, remember, Alexander Ovechkin is one of those players who magically loses all of his abilities in the playoffs. We've, we've been told that. This guy can't come mm-hmm. through when it matters. He, he can score 50 goals every year, but he forgets how to shoot the puck in the playoffs. But apparently, that only extends to picking corners. Apparently, if you're trying to go up Ron Haynes' yeah. left nostril... You still have pinpoint <laughs> laser accuracy on the one timer.
1: Oh, that was oh, that was God. dumb. I, I I can't figure out why hockey doesn't catch on in this country. I just I just can't I can't figure out why we're 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 battling with with uh, senior circuit mixed doubles tennis on 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 MSG plus. <sighs> man. You know what? I w- I w- I woke up this morning and I was pretty excited about doing this early in the week, and now you've you've got me all angry and 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 not you, but the world, I guess, has got me all pissed off.
0: I feel like it was the the uh. Golden Knights lottery odds that kind of turned the uh... it, it's it set me off a little bit. Well, let's go to uh <laughs> we've 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 done caps penguins we've sort of touched
1: i mean any anything else on predators blues like nashville's winning that series right yeah i don't see st louis coming back on that uh i think anaheim edmonton's still kind of up in the air but uh Ra- rangers ottawa man you know what i i said caps in five so obviously that's probably not going to happen at this point i don't want to rule it out yet it's it's, it's it, the odds are low but i had the rangers in six and I feel like I'm even if the Rangers come back and win that series, I'm still way wrong about how bad Ottawa was in my mind. Like I really thought Ottawa had no chance. And it turns out I, I I counted on Eric Carlson. I just forgot about that that JG Pajot was, was the new yes. Gordy Howe. I kinda I I missed that one.
0: Yeah. No, that <sighs> but that that's you talk about like the the mental side of the playoffs. That is a tough loss to, to come back from. The Saturday loss by the Rangers in game two. Up two goals late in the third period and, uh, and to cough it up like that and then have an extra day to think about it because they've, we've, we've got this little gap in the schedule so they can make the, the long distance trip from Ottawa to New York and <laughs> make that, that hour and 45 minute flight. Uh, so yeah, that I, you know, I tell you, man, the, the senators are not They're, pesky. they're yeah, they're, they're, they're better than people. Have given them credit for. I, I still, I mean, I they probably deserve to be underdogs in the series. And if they win, they'll be underdogs in the next series. And, but, you know, like, they're under, like, they're like underdogs 60 40. You know, there, there's no, people just seem to want to write them off as, as the worst playoff team and they've got no shot. And, you know, like, you know, good goaltending, one game changer on, on defense, pretty but the pretty solid attack. but the
1: goaltending the go, the goaltending hasn't even really been that good. Like Craig no. Anderson's numbers aren't that great for the postseason. It's not like he's stealing games. Like it's just mm-hmm. the, it it's seems been like good it enough. seems like right. Like you know how like sometimes you'll play a team and like that goalie will have a really bad night and your goalie will be good. You'll win five to one. It seems like the it seems like Ottawa. Whenever Craig Anderson is on, he has to be on to win that game by a goal. And when he's off, it's it's the same thing. The, the goal the other end of the ice is just a little bit more off. So they keep finding ways to just get that one extra goal in every Maybe game. Maybe he's it's the like, modern day Grant Fuhrer. He'll he'll uh, gives up five. They he's better than up that.
0: Sixth. No, I mean, I yeah, I like uh, I, you know, I still feel like that series is like the Rangers. Even though they're down two nothing, they've they've had some good stretches and they've. They they could have won either of those games. Right. And you know, but, I still it mm-hmm. wouldn't stun me to see this come back to Ottawa at 2-2. But uh yeah, I don't know. And then the the other thing, I don't know if it was this a, tell me if this was a story down in the states because it was a big deal up here, but the the whole attendance thing at game 1. Did that make its way? Yeah
1: um there it seems weird that they couldn't thousands the of buildings. empty seats in ottawa for for game one uh but they pa- but they but they packed the house for game two though yeah. right like i don't understand how that and that's happens. the thing like everybody is you know like as soon as that happened
0: on on thursday night where they didn't i mean not only didn't sell out but really didn't come close like everybody's trotting out all these say wow the arena's too far away and uh, you know, the fans are tired of the ownership and this, it, it's like, yeah, but none of that changed since round one. They sold out all three games in round one and they sold out game two. So, you know, I'm like, it, everyone's getting all like putting on their analytical hat and trying to like determine what does this mean for the future of hockey in Ottawa and what does it say about the fan base? And it's kind of like it, it's, if it's one game, I'm guessing that something weird just happened with the ticket sales department. Like they were trying to package game one with Caesar's tickets or something like, like they, they got a little too cute on, on, uh, trying to, trying to flip this unexpected round two appearance into something bigger and, and maybe got burned a little bit, maybe, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, yeah, the, you know, the arena's too far. I, I'm always fascinated by people who like have never been. Like, have you have you been to a game in Ottawa? Yeah, it's really far away. You know what? It's it's far, <laughs> I, but it's, I hate it. It's like it's like twenty minutes from downtown, on with on, no traffic. With no traffic. The problem is is yeah. the traffic, and the thing is, it's it's a miserable place to go when it's like February. Like, I used to work at a company that was a main sponsor of the building, and they would come around, like they come around at five o'clock, and be like, "Does anyone want tickets in the suite?" for the Senators game tonight. You know, free free tickets, free food, free parking. And I'd like look out the window and I'd be like, "No, uh, cuz I don't want to drive out there in February <laughs> when it's snowing." But when it's April and it's nice out, like it's not it's not that bad until you get to the parking lot. The parking lot is a disaster and has been always um but it's yeah, like I like I feel like if you're going to an NFL game, you're probably not just like a 10 minute drive from your house to get to the to the stadium. Like I I feel like that they, they make too big a deal out of where how far away it is. It's not that far.
1: You know what the big deal was down here in New York was how Elaine Vigneault seems to be unaware of which t- which players on his team are good and which players aren't in terms of how he's putting them on the ice. Like for whatever reason, for the final like f- eight nine minutes of the third period and the entirety of overtime. He didn't put Lindbergh, he didn't put Buchnevich, and he didn't put uh, third forward. Who the hell was it? Some other young guy. It was Lindbergh it wasn't VC. But like there was he basically played with three lines for the final overtime the, the end of third period in the overtimes and for some reason, Brady Shea, Brendan Smith were not getting ice time while Nick Holden, who pinched for some inexplicable reason on the game winning goal. I have no idea. Like, even if you're Nick Holden, you, you're like, I'm going to get to this puck. What are you going to do with it? You're Nick Holden. Like, you just, just hang back. Don't, don't let J.G. Pajot get behind you. So people are really kind of upset with Elaine Vigneault in terms of how he's been doing this all year, too, by the way. Like, it's just, it's inexplicable how he, 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 he deploys his defensemen when he has like Dan Girard. I mean, I get it. They're all bad. So they have to be on the ice at some point. But, it was just really weird how like he just basically forced his team to run out of gas. You, you you basically could see it in the first overtime where the Rangers couldn't skate anymore. So you knew when the second overtime started that if they didn't score in the first five minutes, they are probably going to be screwed because they just they, they're playing with nine guys for twenty plus minutes. And
0: that's people, always people
1: are people are mad. That's that's such a
0: coaches always get burned on that. Like if if you play overtime and you shorten the bench and that overtime goes any length of time. You get killed for it, oh. and yet, like when you're a fan, if you're watching overtime and you see that fourth line on the ice, you lose your mind. Like I, I remember like with the Leafs, and they, they in the first game against Washington, they gave up the goal with their fourth line on the ice, and then in the second game, the fourth line kept going out, and everybody was losing their minds over why Mike Babcock was trying to roll four lines in overtime right up until the fourth line scored the overtime goal, and then we all <laughs> immediately forgot that criticism. But uh, yeah, I. Yeah, I don't know, man. The I don't like the Rangers are not done. But it's yeah. I mean, I'm, they've been they're have been you're, a crappy home team. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're down to nothing, right? I mean, you got to you got to win four out of five against a, a pretty good team that's you know, at the very least showing that they can they can hang with you. That's uh I don't like your odds too much.
1: We got anything else we want to cover before we start doing some questions? People want to yell at us about stuff. Yeah, I mean, we kind of skipped over Oilers, Ducks. Uh, we yeah, I, that's going. That's did going. Did you pick the Oilers in that series, or did you have Anaheim? I had the Ducks in seven. Okay, I, I pretty so much have gotten. I, I I don't even know why I pick series anymore. Like I'm, I'm behind in every oh, except Nashville. I have Nashville, I guess, but that was an easy one. Yeah, it's not. That was a weird. Yeah, it was good. a weird game Sunday night because it was it was basically like the field goal battle,
0: like three nothing Ducks, then three three. Then it ends up being six three, thanks to partly thanks to an extended seven minute offside review that I'm sure you just enjoyed the hell out of because you love the offside review.
1: I think I think I passed out during it. I might have actually lost consciousness during that offside review. It's, and then like I woke back up again when they when they got it wrong. I was like, wait, what? Wait, wh- huh? How how did how, how do you? Uh, again these reviews should also be done in toronto if you're doing it on a freaking ipad on this on the on, in the in the penalty box it's it's not a good system yeah with with the crowd like reacting to the replays
0: yeah up, which is great <laughs> yeah. by the way like i would man if you're a hockey fan you gotta you gotta really sell that when you're at the arena the Oilers fans did a great job you gotta have the like in unison oh that's totally offside reaction so that the uh the officials down there can hear you speaking of the uh edmonton crowd are you were you
1: touched deeply by their singing of the american national anthem i I still don't get that i'm I'm still confused i still feel like this guy did a bit like he wanted to get some attention on himself so like he pretended like the mic didn't work because people explain it to me they're like no the mic on the camera for the tv for the the broadcast worked, but the mic in-house didn't work Mm -hmm. But he, he gets them all to start singing at the same time by screaming into the microphone. And then when everyone's singing, he's waving the microphone around. Like, if the microphone doesn't work, why would you do that? Which is now, like, uh, it's a conspiracy. every
0: national anthem. I, I, I don't know down there, but up here in Canada, like, I think it was the Canucks guy started it and it was kind of cool. But now they do it in Toronto. And now, like, let's get the fans to sing part of the anthem and... But yeah, we're we are very proud of ourselves up here for that American national anthem thing.
1: We did O Canada once down here. We did O Canada, I think, in Boston. I wanna I, I wanna say we did it in Boston because Ottawa played Boston after the shooting in Ottawa. And I'm pretty sure that there was a, a sing along yeah. O Canada in Boston. It's been done like this exact same thing happened in Toronto a couple of years ago
0: where the mic went out and the Canadian fans sang, and then, like, I, I think it was against Nashville, and the next time they played Nashville, like, the Predator fans sang the Canadian, like, oh, yeah, that's, that, that's why we I'm not could not of. get, like, we can't get enough of these stories. We are so, anything <laughs> involving an anthem, we are just so proud, right up on, unless, like, the Montreal fans boo the American anthem, and then we just all pretend we didn't hear that, and, go out like
1: oh did hey did pk Subban dance so let's talk about that what do you you like what do you like more the 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 sing-along anthem or the or the goaltender off the street story
0: oh boy i yeah give me the emergency backup i yeah yeah i love that i'm i'm tired i'm tired of the anthem stuff i really am like it's not it's not like it when the leafs anthem singer started doing it i'm like oh come on like we've (laughs) we've done the whole like you know let the let the crowd sing along thing and uh but yeah no i can't i can't get enough of emergency backups i want them all to get into the game uh and, and like legitimate like not not like was it the hurricanes this year where they let the guy play like the last three seconds or something like i want right i want like a good ch- like when when that almost happened remember the leafs in florida a couple years ago where yeah. luongo got Luongo hurt and then the other panthers goalie got hurt and they had to like they were arguing like they were dressing the equipment guy and like one of the players ran back to like he was going to go and then luongo like like stormed back from the hospital or whatever to get the like i was so <laughs> excited that was the highlight i mean i'm a leaf fan so saying it was the highlight of my season wasn't really <laughs> saying all that much but i was so i was giddy watching that play out i i yeah i can't get enough of that so how about we let okay how, hear me out on this Emergency backup anthem singers. Oh, so you're, you're saying, like, if your mic, mic in, fails, you work. don't get to get the crowd to do it. We just haul some, de- like, let's have it be the same guy, the backup equipment manager. We just throw him out there and he has to sing the anthem.
1: Like, what if Connor McDavid just grabbed the mic and just started to, like, croon, just like, oh, see, like, he just, be just, like, melting. the entire Like, place just, he place. goes, total
0: baritone. And didn't that happen in the, was it the NBA? Didn't someone like some kid forgot the words and some coach went over and, uh, I you know what it's this isn't even a hot thing. Rivers? I'm tired I'm tired of anthem I'm I don't want any more heartwarming anthem stories. I want embarrassing failure or sing it fast and get out of there so the game can start
1: in all sports. That's it. So like Carlo Carl Lewis yep. screwing up the anthem back in the 90s or Roseanne Barr um, or the uh or that that the
0: the poor lady at the uh one of the international games. So it was a Team Canada game where she went out on the ice forgot the words was like so embarrassed that she ran off the ice got her courage up to come back and when she stepped on the ice she slipped and wiped out oh yeah which was god
1: that that the worst that, thing
0: that's like your nightmare yeah that would that it totally is and, and and you know there was somebody like after the first screw up who was like go back out what's the worst that could happen <laughs> and then like boom hey thank you're on the highlights for the next decade forever forever
1: all right I love sports. I think we have a few minutes minutes. for
0: reader questions before
1: some basketball or some lacrosse podcast kicks us out of the room.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. Let's get to this. Adam Brandt wants to know, how much crow is Dave willing to eat over Flurry's performance so far in round one? Why the flower hate? He's a legit number one netminder. He's not a legit number one netminder. He's actually the definition of a backup because he's been a backup now for two years. And why did I think he was going to be not good in this series? I don't know, because he was a 909 goaltender in 38 games this year, and I thought maybe that's kind of what he was at this point. So excuse me for not realizing that he was going to be... What's he at so far? 936 through six games. Yeah, I, I, everyone should have saw that coming. That's 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 my bad. That's on me. So I'm going to go ahead and say so, zero crow that you're eating yeah, I'm going to say zero. Oh, all right. I'm, I, I'm going to push this crow aside until... Until the series is actually over, and and then maybe maybe he'll collapse at some point. Uh, what do you like better, Simpsons or The Family Guy? D Tip wants to know this. Simpsons or the fam- like today? I mean, yeah. well, I mean, the city, you got to go Simpsons. A
0: Family Guy was like uh, three generations removed ripoff of the Simpsons.
1: Oh, uh, Len Len Duke, Len duick. What, it says, does Sean get his information from the beyond, or are you just a mutant? See, I called you a mutant. I figured you were Charles Xavier, but do you speak with the dead? Is that is that actually the answer to your your lottery I'll, predictions? I'll, I'll I'll tell you, it's it's a little secret. When it comes to the NHL, you just look at it and go, what's
0: the most screwed up, ridiculous thing that could happen, and voila. That is probably a good way
1: yeah. to do it. That was French. Uh, by is way. there any chance? Is there, <laughs> sacré bleu! Is there any chance that Av gets fired this off season, or do we have to suffer through more hold and stall, Girardi? Um, I don't know. I I I think he just got an extension, but it, it does seem weird to me that like the GM goes out and gets like players for Vigneault, and then he doesn't use them. Like here's Brendan Smith, and you're like, No, 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 we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna use Nick Holden for twenty two minutes, but yeah. Holden's not back next year. Stall and Girardi probably are. Yeah, I don't think you I uh, I think you're kinda of stuck with them. I don't know. That it's sort of in that
0: time where you've got a GM, didn't hire the coach. Two years in, like this is about the time where you would play that card. But I uh, I don't know. You just had a hundred and four point season or whatever, you won a round.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like he makes year. him look like a better coach than he is. Well, probably yeah. Yeah. Well, like yeah, who are you gonna bring in too? Like who's the who's the available coach you're gonna get to eh, I don't know. Um Austin, uh wants to play F Mary Kill with Ross, Rachel, and post marriage Monica.
0: That is one hundred percent a Dave question. I
1: don't know why it's post marriage Monica. Like what's what's the what's the implication there with post marriage Monica? Um Whew, boy that's tough because like I don't want to have sex with Ross I also don't I also don't want to marry him um wait is post marriage monica mean I can't marry monica is that why that contingency is in there I'm trying to figure out the you know what I'm going to kill Ross and Rachel and have sex and marry Monica how about that that's that's my answer for that um, let's do one more. I feel like there's somebody lingering outside the office here. Uh, what's the last question we're going to do here? People just pepper us with questions. All right, here you go. Terry Kelly, this is an interesting thought. Shots that hit the post, lucky for goalies, or did they have it covered and it's no big deal? See, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with the
0: no big Like it's a shot that missed the net. Just because it makes a noise doesn't mean that yeah, that it's some sort of fortunate. Uh... Now you know what is lucky is ninety percent of the great saves that goaltenders make
1: these days. Oh my god. Let's go back to that Craig Anderson save in, in game two before I got out of control when people were going nuts about that. Craig Anderson is completely beat; yeah. like he can't move across, so he just holds his glove in a spot. That's all you do as a goalie. Right. And that's, and that's you can't push over, you can't snap. You're just like, and then JT Miller shot it right into his glove, and it's like, what a save! Like, yeah. no, I, like I, really. I don't want to, I don't want to sound like cranky grandpa any more than I usually
0: do, but like, Dude. in the old days, a great like. A great save would be actually like a guy would take a shot, and the goaltender would see the puck, track the puck, get his hand up in time to make the make the glove save. Every great save, to, well, ninety percent of great saves today are a goaltender who's out of position for some reason, uh, just sticks a random limb in somewhere in the middle of that open net, and then the player just hits it with the puck, and oh, we nice. all lose our minds. We're like, oh my gosh, what a great glove! Sa-. Well, yeah, he shot the puck directly into the gigantic glove but
1: oh. uh, alright well that's all the time we have for today's cranky grandpa show uh, there's, <laughs> there's 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 millen- there's millennials standing outside the office that want to do some work so the grandpa's got to go uh, thanks for listening uh, we will be back at our usual time next week unless we get cancelled between now and then uh, review us on iTunes you know pump us up man like make us look good for our bosses because if we get more stars I think we move up I don't know how it works but subscribe download Review, do all that stuff, and uh, thanks for reading the podcast this week. Anything, anything from you, Sean? I got nothing. I got. Right. We'll be back next right. week to talk about all the Capitals firings. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> See you then.